I'm really excited for this play because I'm not like too big into sports. But of course, who doesn't know Donald Driver and who doesn't want to hear about his story and how this whole play comes together? And you have a really crucial part in this. I mean, without you, the play wouldn't happen. Yes, the playwright. And thank you so much, Kim, for having us on, having me on. I'm really excited to be here. I'm very excited about Dream Cookie Dream. And yes, uh, we have something in common. I am from a family that loves football. And you can hear them shouting and screaming downstairs. And I'm, <laughs> I appreciate the game, but I'm not done there shouting with them. And so... <laughs> And Jeff uh, Frank, uh, the artistic director at First Stage, which is an amazing theater. They had just done uh, another play of mine. And he said, I'd love for you to, to commission you to do this uh, play. Donald Driver has written some amazing children's books. Mm-hmm. And the Marcus Center wants to bring them to the stage. And we want to team with them. And so I was very excited. But I said, OK, Jeff, I got to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not a football person. <laughs> <laughs> How is this going to happen? I'm not this person. You know, I'm, or, or halftime. I love halftime. <laughs> but I've got to be honest with you. The name sounds so familiar. Just absolutely. Why do I know this name? So while I was talking to him, I Googled. And it was Donald Driver. <laughs> so you didn't even know until, like you kind of knew, but you didn't know until you knew. Well, I knew until I knew, but I knew because of Dancing with the Stars. I saw him, okay. you know, 2011, he does a mean pasta doble. And I was like, yes, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. And so um, Jeff arranged a meeting with Donald and he is an amazing individual. He is kind. He is positive. He is energetic. Yeah, he is. Had a four hour conversation Uh, I had read the books and the books are all geared to telling stories to his children. Mm -hmm. As a child, he was called Quickie because he was very tiny compared to the rest of his family, but very fast. And that's really hallmark on the field. So I was curious. I read the books. They were great. They were telling his children um, stories using the character of Quickie of him as a child to give them lessons. It was kind of like a, a bedtime stories. Uh, and then he developed them into to four books. And as I talked with him and read his autobiography, Driven, mm-hmm. that's when I really became hooked because the story behind the man is so powerful. You know, the quickie stories are wonderful um, lessons and stories, but his journey from Houston from um, at one point sleeping in a U-Haul truck, being in some of, living in some of the worst parts of Houston. Uh, And at the same time, being a great student, overcoming what he had to overcome. And he had a very strong mother. Uh, So his personal story, how he came from those moments, that part of Quickie's story, which is not in the children's books, I think was important. And so in that four-hour conversation, just uh, learning that he too was a very powerful Christian and that his dreams of getting his family, getting his mother out of the poverty that they were experiencing at many times of his life drew me to the story. So Uh, this is a story that you 
read, you believed in, and you saw the vision and you know that he's genuine. And I think you can just tell that from Donald in general. I've met him just a couple times, but I've seen him around and even on TV with Dancing with the Stars, you know, you just see that he's a genuine, kind person who really does believe in the fact that if you have goals and you're positive and you stay to the course, you can achieve those things. Yes. I mean, and you're right. He is very genuine. He's for real. He's a lovely person to be with. And that sense of dreaming. And the challenge was there were really four books and four different stories. So as a playwright, it's okay, how do we meld these stories together? Yeah, where do we start? And how do we make this good and compelling? How do we keep people people's attention for this long? Even though it's Donald Driver, how do we make this work? And not only their attention, the attention of children as right. well as because right. uh, kids don't drive to <laughs> to a play. So adults come. So you have to keep both the, the adults, but most importantly, the most important audience to me in any situation. And I write for big people theater and little people theater. <laughs> but to me, the most important theater is for children, you know, and it's important because not only are we speaking to the children who are there, we are speaking to the child in all of us. Right. We can um, locate um, that energy, that spirit, that sincerity. Um, there's something powerful there. So, yes. So the question was, how do we store <laughs> stories together? And so in listening to Donald, uh, one of the things as he told his story and one of the things that was very powerful that that seemed to be a thread were the dreams was his sense of setting a goal and then working for it you know what you have to do how hard you have to work I mean just when you think of a football player physically what they have to work so that whole idea of of working very hard when you want something in your life and teaching that to his children was very important so the premise of the story is really Donald D as a new dad, brand new baby, crying, wah, wah, wah. And he can't get that child to sleep. And he is a new dad. And you know, I don't know if you have kids or not, but it's like- I do uh, not, having been I know a, people who do. There are moments when children cry and cry and you want to somehow how soothe them. And so Donald D, has a crying baby and he's trying to figure out, oh my goodness, how will I stop this, this child from crying? How will I help, you know, soothe this child? And so he starts telling, um, uh, well, actually, Quickie, the young Quickie appears. Quickie comes back. Quickie comes back. Quickie comes to Quickie <laughs> and says, you know, you can do this. And they're both surprised to see each other. I mean, Sometimes when we look at you, have you ever looked in the mirror and seen a little bit of you as a child? And it's an amazing window that we have that we can look back and also sometimes look forward as we dream. And so that's yeah. really the moment of, uh, of them seeing each other. Shock, surprise, but then they realize there's something simpatico about, about this moment. Yeah. And Quickie says, you can do it. You know, you can't, and I'll help you. And so they spend the night using stories, their story, to try and soothe this this crying baby. But Can also, you walk me through one of those 
dreams or one of the stories that he tells? One of, one of the stories is a flashback to Houston. The Donald in, in the story does not want his baby to know necessarily about that life. And the wise young quickie says, but if if your son doesn't know about what you went through, he won't know who you are. He won't know how you became who you are. When you're talking about the, these kids who are going to be in the theater, seven-year-olds, nine-year-olds, mm-hmm. what exactly do you want them to get from this? What does Donald want them? I know you can't speak for him, but through your conversations, what messages or what big message do you all want the children to take away? You talked about love, and when a child knows that they're loved, they can do anything. But what else should they take away from this? Well, the title is Dream Quickie Dream. Dream, you know, to have big dreams and then to know that you can accomplish them. And to accomplish them, you have to work. So this is the premiere show for First Stage. And talk to me just about the excitement of being able to open the season with a brand new play. You're doing this with Donald and just being able to tell his story and impacting the kids. A world premiere is a very special thing. This will be the first time that this story is shared with a group of children and the child in all of us. So the idea of at this time in this country, dreaming, dreaming big and dreaming as a team. We have an awesome team of young people, two cast of young people, one led by Caden, one led by Tiago. We have two quickies and then two amazing groups of young people, as well as uh, professional adult actors who are teaming together to tell the story. So the aspect of dreaming and teaming and working hard to make those dreams come true makes it something that I'm really looking for. I'm looking forward to sitting in the audience with all of those children. And children are wonderfully honest. That's the They are the best audience in the world. There's I'm sure they'll called, get some good feedback for this. Some good. Oh, I, I'm excited. I mean, just from the just from the energy of the young people in the room, you can tell them they get excited. Oh, wow! Yeah, you know. Oh, this is that, something. <laughs> yeah, this is something. My last question for you is just about the theater and the arts in itself. Uh, I was a speech kid when I was in high school, speech and drama. I'm not an actress, but I did do stage crew. So you know, I know a little bit about all of this and and how far it goes and how much it takes to how much dedication it takes to perfect this craft, no matter what you do in the scene. But what keeps you in arts and theater and just why should people continue to support? Because it's live and we're live. There's nothing like being in the presence of another human being, another human spirit telling a story. And we are who we are because of the stories we tell. We define ourselves by our stories. And when we tell powerful stories, when we tell loving stories, when we tell kind stories, we become loving, kind. We can dream and make those dreams come true. So why do I stay in theater? Because we're storytellers and we need stories now. 